What lies beyond the picket fence? What? Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Dupree, scouring the globe to bring you stories of courage, passion, and resilience. If I could sum up this podcast into one word, I would use empathy. Now let's get inspired. Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I am your host once again. Brett Dupree here to talk to you about super awesome things and vulnerability and empathy and all that fun jazz. Today we have an interview with Krista Kathleen who helps women get their stories out. That was a very interesting story herself and I look forward to you listening to it. But right now is part of the podcast where I talk about myself because if I can't expect, if I can't be vulnerable, how can I expect other people to be vulnerable as well 2020 a new year a new decade despite what people tell you face it the 80s through 89 is the 80s not 70 81 through 90 it's just silly it's not how time is counted anyway that's my little rant on welcome to the new decade it is 2020s we are in the roaring 20s time to get out your flapper hats and do the charleston so what are your 2020 goals? What do you want to do for the next decade? Here I am sitting at 41 the next decade, 2030, if the, we haven't destroyed the world yet. With climate change, I will be 51. And how do I want my life to look like in 10 years? And what can I do now to solidify and reach my goals? Well, my main goal is to continue on this podcast for at least another year and at least double the views and downloads on it get to the point where i am working more towards my goals and to really let go last year was looking a lot at my anxieties last year last year was really looking at who i am and very much being honest with myself truly honest probably for the first time ever as to why I am where I am, as to why I have these blocks to my success, blocks to vulnerability, blocks to getting myself very much out there. As I said, when I first started this podcast, I barely told the people that their podcast was ready and I kind of, I didn't send them an email. I told them on Facebook in a post by tagging them. That's silly. Why would I do that? Of course, I was 2018. So 2019 was spending a lot of time doing this podcast and living the life I want to live and recognizing the fact that I have cycles that I didn't think of. And for instance, around August, this Jan, August, September, I tend to go down. It happened in 2018. That happened last year. But last year, I honestly had no excuses. No excuses at all. I had stable. I had a stable job. I was making money, but the anxiety was still there. And thinking about that. And then now, what do I want to do with that? Yes, an entire year of thinking about that. Well, of course, I was working on it as well. But next year, this year, 2020, I very much want to work on it. I very, very much want to work on putting myself out there. I very much want to actually finish my redesign of brettdupree.com into my main website of Joyce Expansion and the Church of Awesome. Finish the Church of Awesome website and really start that group going, even if it is 10 to 5 to 15 people serve those 10 to 5 to 15 people at best of my ability, because it's not about who and how many you serve. It's about who you show up to be when you serve. If you're only going to have one person at your presentation, make sure that presentation you give is the best presentation that person has ever received. 
because it's not the amount of people, it's the amount of impact that you provide. Because even if nothing comes of that, one thing that does come of that is how you think of yourself and how you value your time. And I have decided that I want to value my time more. That doesn't mean that I am not going to give up video games or television. In fact, one of my goals next year is to beat a campaign in Total War 2 because that game is kicking my butt. But at the same time, I want to, I have, I have goals, I have dreams, I have desires. I'm not doing this podcast for my health, even though it might seem that way with the amount of money it costs me, with the amount of views that I get. And, but at the same time, I'm doing this to get myself out there. I am doing this to be successful. I'm not playing around, even though it might seem that way, but sometimes in life, you have to do something to prove that you can do it. And I proved to myself that I can do a podcast relatively on a consistent basis. Yes, I missed some weeks, but generally I had a good reason. In December, I had no good reason, and that was fine because I decided to rest a little bit because I deserve a little bit of rest. So there you have it, folks. 2020. And then... Why not think about it? 2050. I want to live the American dream. I want to own a home. I want to be traveling around the world sharing my message. 2030 is a year I want to finally do this full time and put it as a 10 year goal instead of thinking just one year and just work towards that. It's Maybe I would be doing better in my life if I thought about it as a 10-year, 15-year plan rather than a one-year plan and six months in nothing happening and then getting depressed and not going forward anymore. But then getting excited again and going through that. It's time to end that cycle. I'm in my 40s now. The 40s are time for forward. 40, forward, 40s. 41, it's not time to look back at life and wondering where I have been and why I'm not where I want to be. And sometimes you have to have a wake-up call. My wake-up call happened on Monday when my right knee started hurting. And it started, and my left knee hurt, but I utilized that knee all day for three days in a row. So when my knee started hurting, it didn't surprise me. I didn't take it seriously. And then it really started hurting until I had to use my cane for a while. And now my right knee is hurting. And I don't want to be a person with two bad knees. And so, yeah, now I need to go through this. I have a block for some reason at 400 pounds. When I see myself getting closer to 400 pounds, I want to eat more. And so that, but that just represents all my success blocks. Every time I have a success block, there is something that stops me. I remember when I hit 340 two years ago, and then I could feel myself retreat back. And I can feel myself repeat that pattern. I was looking over the last couple days on Facebook memories and I looked back at my seminar I gave two years ago live at the Remarkable Room and I looked how excited I was when I did it and then I looked how excited the day was, the people who wrote on my Facebook, but the thing I remember most is not the people who told me I did a good job. It's the one person who told me I did a, didn't do a good job, and I let that stop me. I let the Bastyr University, a couple weeks later, I gave a presentation there, but I let that stop me because she didn't specifically ask me to come back because I wanted to be specifically asked, even though she gave me an open book to come back when I wanted to. I didn't want that. I wanted her to invite me back on a specific date. I created that rule for some reason, even though that 
talk was relatively successful. People didn't get up and leave. They seemed to enjoy it. I should have gave back feedback forms so I could understand how much they enjoy it and get a better understanding. But at the same time, those are just some examples of how I have stopped myself. I, when it comes to my business, when it comes to my life, when it comes to my desires, I know I am my worst enemy. So how do I become my best friend? And that is how do I become living my awesome life? And that is what 2020 is for me. Living my awesome life, being my awesome self, embracing my awesomenity, if that is a word. And so when it comes to living an awesome life, I have an awesome interview. Krista is a public speaking coach and hypnotherapist, author, motivational speaker, and soon-to-be mom based in St. Louis, Missouri. She enjoys working with women who have unique life stories and are ready to start speaking up about them in a way to help others. And now here's my interview with Krista. Hello, Krista, and welcome to my podcast. Hi, Brett. Thank you so much for having me on today. Ah, you are very welcome. I'm excited to learn about you. So I met you at the Rock Your Talk event by Kristen Thompson, where you wanted to rock your talk. Can you tell the listeners something a little about yourself? Yes, of course. So I'm a public speaking coach and hypnotherapist, and I work with women who have really unique life stories, and they want to learn how to powerfully share those stories with others to help others get through what they've gone through in life. And I currently am based in St. Louis, Missouri, even though I'm location independent, and I travel all over the world running my life coaching business and working with clients. And I just absolutely love what I do. I think being a personal coach is one of the best careers that you can get into and one of the most rewarding. So cool. So you help women craft their personal stories. Do you have a story of yourself? How did you get started in doing this? Oh, of course I have a story. I don't think you can get into this line of work and not have a huge, massive life story that's completely changed everything. I'm actually writing a book right now about it all too. It's called Beyond the White Picket Fence, Breaking Out of the Life That Others Expect You to Live. And yeah, would you like me to go into a little bit about what that life story is and how it led me to this place? Ooh, I would love to hear it. Okay, perfect. So like I said, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri in the Midwest and always felt like I never fit in. I never belonged here, but I didn't really know how to speak up or say that to anyone. And I grew up in the Lutheran religion, never really connected with that. I didn't like all the rules and I never felt a connection with God. And I felt very judged and scared. Again, I didn't know how to speak up and tell people what I was feeling. So I just shut my mouth and you know, I was the good girl growing up. I got straight A's. I got, I was an overachiever, perfectionist. I was homecoming queen. I didn't like to break the rules. I didn't want to rock the boat for anyone. It started to get to a point where I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. This doesn't feel like how we should be living life. But again, I didn't really know what that meant. And so I went to the University of Missouri went to nursing school because my mom was a nurse. And at that point, I was just doing things that other people expected of me. And I wanted to make my parents proud. So I didn't really know how to make decisions for myself. And I started teaching yoga in college. And that is what first opened my eyes to spirituality. 
and started to turn me away from the Lutheran religion. And I really, it was the first time I really felt a connection with the universe and felt alive. And like, I might have a greater purpose than becoming a nurse and just going through the motions day to day. Then I met my soon to be husband in college. He was in my nursing class with me. He was the first person that got me out of the Midwest. We were, he was in the military. We were stationed in Hawaii for three years and Seattle for three years. And we got married right before we left for Seattle. And on the outside, everything looked good. Most people would think I had the perfect life. We had a beautiful 2,500 square foot home. We had two dogs. We could see Mount Rainier in our backyard. We had two beautiful weddings. We had supportive families. We had well-paying careers. But on the inside, like I was dying and I was, this is not my life. This is not who I am. But again, I don't know how to explain that to people. And I just was like, oh, there must be something wrong with me. I should be grateful. I shouldn't be feeling this way. And then we decided to, we started having a lot of marital problems and we decided to open up our marriage. We started dating people, going to swinger clubs on the weekends. It was, I'm not going to lie, it was so much fun. It was the first time that I really started to gain confidence in myself and started to feel attractive. And I started to quickly become addicted to the lifestyle because I felt that I was getting the attention that I deserved. And it, it was filling things up that I wasn't getting in my marriage. Unfortunately, it was a catalyst for speeding up our divorce. After four years of being married, we just decided that it wasn't working out anymore. And in that same week that we decided to get a divorce is actually when I lost my nursing job. I call it my hurricane year, February 2016. Luckily, I was working with a life coach at the time. She was helping me to start a little side hustle of I wanted to be an online prenatal yoga instructor and pregnancy coach because I was a labor and delivery nurse at the time. And she was the one that really helped me to get out of that old life when everything started crashing and asked me this powerful question of, what do you want to do now? She was really the first person to help empower me and let me know that I get to choose my life moving forward. The universe had given me a second chance and I get to choose now. And so what I chose was to sell all my things and leave the United States. And I decided to go travel around the world for two years. I knew that travel was going to be like therapy for me. And it was going to help me to find myself and figure out what was next. And so I had some savings. I lived in over 40 countries over the next two years. Went to, I visited almost every single continent now. And it was amazing and it was beautiful. I mean, it didn't come without its challenges, but it was one of the best things I could have done for myself during that time. And while I was doing that, I realized that I was really feeling called to do what my life coach did. And so that's where I started to explore more getting into personal coaching. And I went through a coach training program and became a certified life and business coach initially. And that's how I started bringing in money online that allowed me to keep traveling. And then recently I got tired of traveling, came back to St. Louis to settle down for a little bit, and then realized that I wanted to go bigger with my business and with my message. And that's where I decided to start training myself as a public speaker and a motivational speaker and share my story and write my book. And I realized that I wanted to help other women do the same because there's so many women out there that have big stories like myself and they don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how to share it. And I want to be that person to help them powerfully share their message.
that's the story. <laughs> so I'm curious, you said you felt like you never really fit in. Could you elaborate on those feelings and thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I just remember when I was little, like I always wanted to travel around the world. I always had these big ideas. I always just wanted to go after big things in life. And when I would tell my friends and family that, they would look at me like I was crazy. And I remember I was telling one of my guy friends in college, and I was like, I just want to get out of Missouri. I want to go see the world. And he's like, why can't you just be happy where you're at right now? And I remember feeling embarrassed and feeling ashamed that I had these big dreams and these big visions. That's what I meant when I felt like I didn't really fit in because I didn't hear anybody else saying that they wanted to start their own business or saying that they wanted to make an impact on the world or saying that they wanted to go out and see the world. And so I just always felt so alone in my journey Really, the first time that I've ever felt not alone is getting into the coaching world and being around women who value personal development and entrepreneurship. And I really feel like I've found my people in like the life coaching world. So what was the catalyst in you wanting to hire a life coach for yourself? Well, my parents had their own businesses. My mom got out of nursing and she does permanent makeup, so tattoos makeup onto women. And then my dad is an engineer and has his own company. And so I just grew up watching them run their own businesses. And I'm someone, I don't like to work for someone else. I don't want someone telling me what to do. I have so much motivation and discipline and creative ideas that I always felt this pull towards starting my own business. And so that's when I was actually training as a bikini bodybuilder in Seattle. And one of the girls on my team was working with this life coach who was helping her to build her own personal brand. And it was very interesting to me. So that's when I reached out to her life coach and said like, Hey, I have this idea. I see a lot of gaps in the labor and delivery industry. I really want to help empower women who are pregnant and help them to be really excited and have an amazing labor and birth. And I think I want to be basically a pregnancy coach. So I hired her to help me to create this vision and to get this business started. And that's what really got me into entrepreneurship for the first time. Another thing that came to my mind when you're talking to your, about your story, especially the title of your book, Beyond the White Picket Fence. So I guess my question is along the line of, is that something about how things can look perfect on the outside? I mean, you're, you're a white cis normative female, lots of money, having everything that pretty much sounds like the American dream in the 1950s sitcoms, but you can still have emptiness or issues on the inside. Yeah, it, you're right. It is the American dream, but it wasn't my dream. That's where I want to help women to realize and figure out what is their dream? What is their purpose? Because if you were put on this earth for a certain reason and you're ignoring that purpose, it makes it really hard to live every day because the universe will constantly remind you you're you're not living your purpose you're not doing what you were put here to do and and i felt that every single day being a nurse i was not put on this earth to be a nurse so just because something makes you a lot of money or gives you a fancy lifestyle it doesn't mean that it's going to fulfill you and for me at the end of the day i think waking jump not waking up jumping out of bed and saying, I cannot wait 
to do what I do. I cannot wait to serve my clients today. I cannot wait to get online and tell the world what I'm about and what I'm up to. To me, that's what life is worth living for. So starting your business, what were some of the struggles in getting it off the ground? Which, well, first of all, let me ask you, which business are you talking about? Let's talk about your current uh, speaking business then. Current speaking business. Yes. Uh, So some current struggles are, and a lot of entrepreneurs deal with this, is, is it okay to niche down, right? Because being a life and business coach was a lot more broad and now narrowing down to public speaking and hypnotherapist is more specific. And that's been a little scary because there's the feeling of, are we going to leave someone out? Is there someone that's going to want our help? And then they see, and I have a business partner as well. So when you hear me say, are we, that's what I'm talking about. You don't want to leave anyone out at the end of the day. But as I like to teach people as a business coach, one of the best things you can do is to be an expert in your area and to be known for something at the end of the day. It's taken a lot of work to get here, but it feels good to go in that direction finally. Also, another challenge too was I was recently working with a coach training company and I had this vision that I was going to be working with the coach training company and running my business side by side and it just didn't work out. I ended up losing the contract last week and so now I'm running this business full time which as anyone knows, you have a certain amount of income coming in and then when that stops and then you are you know, I like to say, given the opportunity to run your business full time, it's, I'm just going to be honest, like sometimes you're a little worried. There's those money fears that come up. Can I really make this work? And can this really help to pay the bills and be sustainable and be profitable? So that's one of the things that we're going through right now, as we had that little pitfall recently with losing the coach training company I was working for. Oh man. Did you have a moment of freak out? Well, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. How'd you get yourself out of that? I just, you know, I, it's my spirituality. I cannot imagine this life and running this business without it. And I trust, I trust that everything is perfectly designed and planned out by the universe. And when one door closes, another door opens and either, you know, to make a bigger space and to let greater opportunities come in. And I do feel that if I was still working with that company, that maybe this business couldn't grow at the speed that it's meant to grow. So it's really that trust in the universe that is what gets me through the hard times. And, you know, when I got divorced and when I got fired back in 2016, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It was hard to say that while it was happening, but now looking back, it was one of the best things that happened because it got me into the life that I'm in right now. And I would have never known at the time that I had to let go of that marriage and let go of that job in order to create this much more beautiful, purposeful life that I was meant to live. So seeing everything as an opportunity is one of the ways that helps you move forward. Absolutely. Yes. What would be the basis? You said you got into yoga. What was your next step after getting into yoga? What what personal development? Who are some of the, your personal development people that you enjoy? Oh, um, some. I mean, some people that I really look up to and admire right now is Glennon Melton Doyle. I think is that I never. I feel like I never get her name right. It's either Glennon Melton Doyle or Glennon Doyle Melton. She wrote Love Warrior. I admire her so much. 
because she was so raw and authentic with putting her story out there. And it is messy as fuck. And now she's just, she's on Oprah and she's just known all over the world. But so she's been a big inspiration for me with writing my book. And Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She was a thought leader. She did something that, right, a lot of people, she got a lot of criticism and judgment for going out there and in leaving her marriage and traveling the world and seeming as air quote selfish, right? Like I really look up to women who are, who are not afraid to go their own path. And as a result of doing that, they create these beautiful pieces of work that inspires millions. They're sharing their stories. That's really the kind of women that like I look up to and that I want to be. What are some of the issues that you find women have in telling their story? Oh, there's a lot, Brett. There's a lot of issues. And that's actually where my hypnotherapy comes in as well, is because you can't just tell someone to go out there and start sharing their story. Most of us know that are in the business world, storytelling is the key to marketing. It's what creates connection. It's what invites people to reach out to you and want to work with you. But there's a lot of things that can come up with sharing your story. There's fear of judgment and what others will think. There's imposter syndrome. Why is my story that important? Who's going to want to listen to my story? There's just so many fears that also, I don't want to put my dirty laundry out there. I don't want people to think that I don't have my together. And there's just a lot that comes up when sharing your life story. And you have to have a certain level of confidence and a certain feeling of safety that it's okay. It's okay to speak up and to talk about these things. And I'm not going to get punished, right? A big thing we like to teach about too is the witch wound. Have you ever heard of the witch wound? I have not. Okay. So for spiritual women like myself that we're very intuitive, that sometimes we have psychic capabilities, who are very magical and powerful and spiritual women will know what I'm talking about. Back in the day, women were burned at the stake for speaking up and practicing their magic and using their healing gifts in their communities. And so this theme, and, and there's a whole article on this in the Huffington Post as well, but there's this underlying energy and theme that carries on in the feminine society today of if you use your healing gifts, if you really speak up about what you do or how you help people that you're going to get, you could get killed. I mean, that's not really true. In our, I can't say for all cultures, but at least in the United States, right, we have the freedom of speech. And so there's that underlying fear of I'm going to get hurt or my family's going to get hurt if I speak up and I speak my truth. That's the biggest hurdle that we're dealing with when teaching women that it's okay to confidently put themselves out there and tell people what they're all about and share their life stories. So I'm curious, can you tell the story of your first Telling your first time you told your story to a group of people? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to include this in my book. I remember one of the first times I really put myself out there publicly was I was talking about, I wanted to talk about my abortion. When I was 22 and I had met my soon to be husband, I accidentally got pregnant right before I was getting ready to start my first nursing job. And I was just in no condition emotionally to be a mom at that time. 
I did not feel a connection to being a mom and I knew I wanted to be a mom later on. And I just, and we both talked about it and we said, you know, this isn't the right timing. And so we decided to go to Planned Parenthood and get an abortion. And I still, to this day, I don't, I don't regret that choice. I feel like it was the right choice. And it's what got me into labor and delivery nursing because I wanted to help other women become moms since I felt like I wasn't ready to be a mom at that time. And I realized that this all happened for a reason and that maybe I was meant to also help women who've gone through. There's a lot of women out there who've gone through this. And again, it's a big, shameful, taboo topic, especially if you're following politics, you'll know what I'm talking about. So I decided that keeping my story a secret wasn't serving anyone and it definitely wasn't serving me. And as Brene Brown says, shame loses power when spoken. And she's another one that I really look up to and admire. I decided to go live on Facebook and I, for the first, I mean, I had told friends and family over the years that this had happened, but I want to go public with this story. So I created a Facebook live. And I just shared my story in like under 15 minutes of I got an abortion. This is why I got an abortion. This is what happened as a result of it. And it was so scary to do that. I just remember my heart was racing. My finger was shaking as I hit the post button. And I got thousands of views and hundreds of comments. And there was really only one woman who was just downright nasty about it and said that, you know, I was sinning and that I murdered a human and all that, but everyone else was very supportive and thanked me for speaking up. And I had so many women reaching out to me and sharing their abortion stories. And I even actually found a couple clients through doing this that hired me and said, you know, we admire your bravery and courage and we want to work with you and we want to live lives like that too. And that was the first time where I really saw the power of sharing the thing that you least want to share. There's actually a quote by Waylon Lewis, who is the creator of Elephant Journal. And he says, the thing that you least want to share is what people most want to hear. Very powerful. Yeah. So how do you go about working with women and helping them tell their stories? There's a couple different ways in our company that we help women to share their stories. One is working one-on-one -on -one with them and doing personal coaching. Another way is we just launched our first edition of our public speaking academy. And this is an online 10-week course that we have where we teach the combination of personal coaching with a online course that we designed and it teaches women how to first work through their any type of fears that they might have with speaking up and sharing their story. And then we teach them how to take the most important parts of their story and craft it into a powerful message that their audience is able to receive. And then after that, we teach people or we teach them how their stories can be used as a way for marketing to people prefer their audience to work with them one-on-one -on -one or to buy their book or that can lead to podcast interviews. So there's a couple different processes that we have in our online course. And then we also have a retreat coming up as well in January where the women will get the chance to work with us in person and we help them to develop their speeches and craft their life stories into a message there as well. What were some of the your favorite stories that you've helped get out there? Ooh, you know, I like the ones that are the more taboo, the better. 
again, right? Like the thing that going back to Waylon Lewis's quote, the thing that you least want to share is what people want to hear. In the Public Speaking Academy, we had women speaking up, but one woman had tried to commit suicide. So she created a speech talking about that. Another woman had has battled with infertility for years and feeling like she was broken around that and basically gave up. And then that's when she had gone pregnant. Another woman was talking about her journey with polyamory and not feeling fulfilled in her marriage and not believing that monogamy was the key for everyone. You know, so just really, really taboo stories like that. We love to help women to be able to own them and to speak up to the, about them because that's the stuff that people really want to hear about at the end of the day. It's, it's those things that nobody else is, has the guts to talk about. Wow, that sounds exciting and very true. I can just talk about my personal self. One of the things I did that helped my life was just going to, I went to a sex shop for a while because I had courses and all they did was just talk about sex like it was normal. And just so hearing people talk about things that people aren't talking about just helps in making me feel normal and just being a sexual being. So just, I mean, hearing other people's stories is very important. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the worst feelings is feeling like we're alone in our journey. And so when we see other people speaking up, then it gives us permission to feel better and say, oh, okay, I'm not f***ed up or I'm not weird. It's okay to feel like this. It's okay to think like this. It's okay to enjoy this. And yes, sex is a huge one of those topics. I almost thought about becoming a sex coach at one time because sex is so shameful for women. I can't really speak for men, but for women, we're not allowed to have sex lives or we're not allowed to speak up about them or enjoy them or ask for sex on the first date. And so I love when women talk about sex, somehow, you know, talk about empowering sex lives in their speeches. Yeah, us men, we, uh, men, we all we have our uh, own sexual issues as well. <laughs> you know, yeah, this is, even though I work mostly with women, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all have feelings and emotions and we all crave love and connection. And so sometimes the, I, I do think there are some unique differences between the genders, but really not a huge amount. I'm glad that you spoke up and said that. Yeah, listening also is one of the hopes of my podcast when I started. It was getting people out there to tell their stories so that, you know, people not don't feel alone. So I thank you for sharing that as well, because I think that's important. Absolutely. We're coming to the end of our time together. And one thing I like to ask my guests is to give a one minute of motivation. You can think of this as if you have a time machine and you're taken back to your eight-year-old self and you want to convey everything that your eight-year-old self needs to live a happy, joyful, successful life. But unfortunately, you only have a minute for your thrust back into the future. Or you can think of it as taking your entire life's purpose and condensing it down to a minute. I would say don't waste your life trying to fit in and blend in with other people. Be the youest you. Really own your unique gifts and don't be afraid to stand out, to be different because the world doesn't need 
people who are trying to be like everyone else. The world needs unique, gifted, talented individuals who are not afraid to go against the grain and to share their truth, truth and say what really needs to be said. I wish that someone would have told me this early on that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be yourself. And that is what you'll end up being the most successful for someday. And that's what you'll end up getting paid for is for you being the fullest expression of you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on my podcast, listening to your story on how you were living what seemed to be the perfect life on the outside. However, you weren't living your true purpose, your true desires, because you're allowing the people to dictate where your life is going rather than you dictating what you want to be, but finally breaking out of that shell and becoming the Krista that you believe that you need to be and also helping other people to share their stories and shine their light upon this world is in my humble opinion extremely important and extremely great <laughs> i couldn't think of a better word so thank you so much for being on my podcast and thank you so much for your service to humanity oh thank you brad i appreciate your energy and your service and I can see how this podcast just helps so many people to not feel alone. So thank you for what you do. May your day be special. Thank you. And there you have it, folks. That was my interview with Krista. I love that interview very much because she talked about something that is both near and dear to me. Number one is this idea of not needing to have a super tragic story to want more from life. And that is okay. I know it can be kind of seen as the Disney princess syndrome where you have everything, but you want more. But in reality, there's a lot of people out there who have sold a bill of goods about what they should want in life and are able and realize, recognize to a point that it is not working out for them. Even though everything looks perfect from the outside, inside they're screaming that they want something more. They want purpose. They want fulfillment. They didn't, they went into something because... Well, basically, we live in a world where 18-year-olds and 17-year-olds are supposed to make gigantic decisions that affect the rest of their life. And as a 41-year-old, the last person I would want to make my decision is an 18-year-old. But at the same time, we also have adults who have, instead of trying to get the 18 and 17-year-old to fulfill and find out what they want in life, they want to pigeonhole them into something that they think is going to be successful. And so you have a kind of a two-edged problem, just the reality of the situation, so that when you hear of stories such as this, it's inspiring to me also because not everyone starts out living in poverty and then becoming successful. Some people are relatively successful and then just feel this is disenchanted and those stories are just as valid. Which is why I want all these stories on my podcast. I want the drug addicts who become spiritual teachers. I want the people who are from white picket fences and living the American dream to recognize that they want more in life and become coaches. That is the beauty of America. That is the beauty of the world is this diversity. People with different problems going for different solutions. And I especially loved how she wants to help people get their voices out there. In my humble opinion, the most powerful instrument we have is our voice, is our ability to convey our ideas to other, be it writing, be it art, be it speaking. If you can take an idea and convey it in a way that can touch somebody's heart, 
you can change their lives. In my humble opinion, speaking is one of the most effective way of doing that. And the more people getting their stories out there, the more people that they will help because the more people would feel like they're not alone. And that's one of the most important aspects of telling your story is that somebody out there is in a situation that is similar to yours. And hearing that somebody else is going through that, somebody else has gone beyond it, someone else is doing something even though that, that will change their lives. That is empathy. Empathy is being on that level and saying we can do this. And when you share your story, you're displaying empathy. And that is so very important in this world. So I thank Krista for her service. I feel that is very important. And I guess I'll talk a little about the sex class. When I first started my transformation and wanting to break out of my shell, there was this sex shop in Issaquah. I forgot the lady's name, but I believe she was probably a stripper in her younger days or a she could have been in porn. I do not know. She was a dominatrix. I do knew, I do know that because she had a dominatrix room and she said she used to be a dominatrix. Her co-worker is a woman, a trans woman, and who would also dress up in fetish gear a lot of times when I went in there. And on a monthly basis, at least, she would have a sex class where she would have a sex coach come in. And give a talk about finding a G-spot or sacred tantra or something along those lines. Just something about sex to talk to people. And honestly, I just liked going there and listening to them talk. I remember one guy, apparently he was part of a sex ashram where they worked on embracing the female's divine feminine and they talked about how they had to get workers there because the women were so open and they were so trusting of the men in that temple that they were all having sex practically all the time and the women could almost never get enough of it because they were just so open to it and so that it was hard for them to get a lot of the work done in that uh, sex tantra ashram which i mean that that actually got into my brain a lot listening to that story and so that i want women to feel safe with me especially my woman and knowing that if i make her feel safe to be her sexual self that she'll want to have more sex with me and not shame her for it not beg for it you know just be the best man that i can be and making them feel safe in their sexuality and a lot of that came from that sex class. And I bet that guy did not realize he changed my life that day when he told that story. And that's just the power of story. So if you want to get your story out there, I invite you to work with Krista. You can find Krista at 3dubskristakathleen.com. And she is looking for women who has a unique story and want to know how to start talking about it. And also, make a little money while doing so. Monetize your message. If you want to do that, you got to work for Krista. <laughs> if you want to do that, you got to work with Krista. So thank you. That is episode 55 of the Joyous Expansion Podcast. So many podcasts, so little time. 
I'd like to thank you once again for listening. If you want to email me at any reason, for any reason, just email me at bre2ts, dupr2es at joyousexpansion.com. You can check me out at joyousexpansion.com. And check out more podcasts at pod.joyousexpansion.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Joyous Expansion, Facebook at Increase Your Joy, Twitter at Joyous Expansion, and Instagram at Joyous Expansion. And you notice which one of those things are not like the other. Not my best SEO. If you like this, please leave a like, leave some stars, leave a review. Every one is helpful. And I thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And I love the fact that you are getting something out of this. And I love you for being you because you're awesome. And once again, I remind you to be love, to be joy, to be awesome. Now play my jingle. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Come and say hello to Brad Dupree. He is an inspirational life coach. Good for you and good for me. He turned my life from gray to blue. I'm sure he'll do the same for you. Get in touch and you'll see. Your life will change dramatically. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Yeah!